welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of the Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today I've got a really lovely lady all the way from Singapore. Her name is Christina Gonzalez. She's a psychologist who works with adults and couples. So welcome, Christina. Well, thank you very much, Lynn. It's my pleasure to be here today. And we're going to be talking today about sort of non-traditional type relationships that um, are coming to the fore more that we're seeing in our practices working with uh, couples and adults recently both Christina and I have noticed this happening quite a bit and we wanted to touch on it in this particular episode so Christina what what's you been your experience of what's happening now in in terms of how new relationships are being seen and are evolving yeah, yeah. Thanks for this. It is it is true. It feels that uh, more and more, you know, we've noticed this tendency of, you know, people that feel less comfortable with the traditional form of monogamy and they are like more willing to perhaps open the relationships uh, in different ways, right? Almost like if we consider uh, monogamy as a spectrum right, where the traditional way of monogamy would be like fully exclusive in many ways, emotionally and sexually, uh, where perhaps the use of pornography or even flirting could be considered as, a, a, you know, as breaching uh, this the commitment. Uh, that would be perhaps in one extreme and all the way in a scale of grace, right? We could consider less traditional forms of, uh, of monogamy to the other extreme where having different partners in a polyamorous relationship, right? Would be, you know, the, the opposite end of the, of the spectrum. And I, I guess that uh, for me, love is, you know, is not um, almost like one thing that, you know, it has to be uh, like that for everyone and something that may work for a couple may not work for another one. Um, for me, as long as there is a sense of honesty and open communication and trust, and there is a sense of reciprocity where the the same rules apply for both partners, right? And and that is really key, and and almost like bring into the explicit, right? What sometimes we consider implicit, right? And and a lot of people come to see me and they're like, you know, he cheated on me or she cheated on me, and then you know the other is like really shocked, right? Because like I I, I really want to know what uh, cheating is. I don't know if I was. Uh, unfaithful I don't think that I was the thing that I did was perhaps texting or sexting with someone or or using porn or things that uh were not considered appropriate and it were considered cheating for the other partner right so a lot of conversations perhaps never happened in in a lot of relationships and we assume right that 
you know what monogamy is, right? It's like, well, um, it's more fluid that, and, and it's getting more and more fluid with the new technologies where there's access to a lot of content. Uh, we've seen this a lot during uh, COVID with all these lockdowns and all of that, right? Uh, so I think it's really worth having, you know, the fears up to the explicit and our desires and our dreams up to the explicit, right? In order to understand that, you know, we we kind of agree, right? We know what we agree, and in this way, is is fair for both of you know for both of the members of the of the couple. Yes, yeah, it's, it's so interesting this topic because I've I've seen this uh, evolution happen over the mostly recent years where people are more um, focused now on. Uh, it being okay to have multiple partners in relationships and being very open about that. Um, but I'm wondering, I don't know whether you wonder too, Christina, whether it's just a form of um, people protecting their hearts. You know, they, they're, they're scared of getting hurt. So they feel like if they have multiple partners, they're less likely to get hurt in any relationship going forward. What's your thoughts around that? Yeah, it may, it may, right. It may be part of that, right. Like, this uh, almost like way to protect yourself, right? Where you're really afraid of commitment and that you really appreciate, right? Having some sense of contact with with a lot of people, right? I I guess that that may be one of the presentations, right? I guess that uh, there is, you know, also the option where you really want, and, and for a lot of people it's really scary uh, to feel that I am gonna be exclusive for the rest of my life, right? Or for a long period of time, right? Um, so it, it I don't know if it's, an, sometimes it may be, uh, you know, an issue with commitment, and and sometimes could be like a you know life choice that you know that makes more sense for for certain people right it's definitely not is not easy right is i think when you know there's one size that fits all is easier right it's like okay <laughs> it's like this is what it is just you know you want the box buy it you don't out of the box right uh, at the end of the day, uh, I think life is getting more and more complex. We are living longer and um, people may feel that, you know, we go through different phases in life, right? Um, if yeah, you absolutely. can do it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I've, I've noticed with, especially, I suppose, those that are sort of in their midlife that have been through previous relationships and maybe had one or even two divorces behind them they're the ones that are uh, talking to me now about exploring being more polyamorous and having multiple partners. And when I've oh. dug down deep, you know, into why they want to go down that path, and I'm, there's yeah. no judgment around it, you know, each to their own, but um, you know, it does seem like they want to protect themselves from future heartbreak and um, they feel this is the way forward for them. Yes, yes, it could, it could. I mean, those cases, right, it looks like there may be a fear of failure, right? When there is a divorce, there's a deep sense of failure, right? That, you know, just, just failed, right? And if it happens more than once, right, of course, it have a very strong impact, right? Even in your, you know, even your self-worth and, you know, definitely at, at you know, many different levels where even people can consider that maybe I'm not, you know, I'm not good for this, I'm not marriage material or, you know, all this kind of stuff. Uh, at the same time, some people are questioning, you know, um, the institution itself, right? And, you know, it's like, oh, maybe we are not uh, itself uh, monogamous creatures, 
whatever you know works for each one of us right I think for me is uh like really trying to be honest and and start talking right and and be very transparent about that because what uh what is really hurtful is having very different ideas of what monogamy is and I've I've seen a lot of people thinking that uh, cheating is okay only if the guy is the one who is cheating and that's okay that's monogamy right and of course it's not expressed like that but it's in the back of their mind right mm -hmm. so yeah. uh, you know and that is where I don't think is you know and that's what a lot of polyamorous people call this the uh, toxic monogamy right where it's like actually you are not practicing monogamy right you are saying one thing and acting under different values right and different standards for for different partners right and, and this is really important to clarify because a lot of people think that, you know, opening the relationship and becoming polyamorous or having an open relationship means that I, you know, I have free pass to cheat, right? Well, the reality is that it's going to be like that for both. And the person that you're going to have a relationship out of your main relationship also should know, right, that, you know, that you're practicing this and you have perhaps another or another relationships and that may not be great for your partner if you know if the partner is not you know practicing the same right so and a lot of the times is great for you but if you think about your partner doing the same maybe it's like oh i don't know if i could be willing to do it right sometimes they talk about it they have very deep conversations they just even try a little bit and then realize that oh it's easier say than that than, than, you know, than that, right? When you start acting on that, it's just, mm. you know, it's very Absolutely. difficult. Yeah, and um, obviously the, the, uh, the, the sort of safe sex side of things needs to be considered as well, you know, from a, um, you know, sexually transmitted diseases scenario yeah. that may or may not present itself. Of course, of course, health, right, is a big thing, right? transparency and health and and it's really important to know right um um if you slept with someone or not and you know use proper protection and all of these kind of things right it is very important it is very difficult as well to deal with jealousy right and and you know maybe if you're the one who is having another relationship maybe it's fine maybe not right but for when is the other one you know, jealousy could happen, right? And and dealing with this, knowing that okay, I may get jealous, my partner may get jealous, and that's and that's part of that. And dealing with that with a lot of compassion and a lot of understanding um, is is really it is really tricky, right? Absolutely. Sometimes people blaming each other. Sorry, some, sometimes people blame each other because you know why you know we agree on this, and now you're all jealous, right? Well, you know it's probably is going to happen absolutely yeah. and that's what i've seen unfortunately is that you know they think it's going to be a good idea um but then the reality is that being humans we are emotional creatures and sometimes you know emotions creep in and uh, feelings and affections change once we get involved with somebody else and i think couples aren't necessarily preparing themselves for that when they have these conversations initially it might sound exciting but the reality is, is totally different, like you mentioned. 
I totally agree. And I think this is a very important point, right? People change, emotions change, right? And we we are evolving creatures, right? And I like this idea of this evolving commitment that maybe what worked for us before is not working for us anymore. Maybe I'm, you know, I never thought I, you know, I was gonna feel this way. So it's, you know, it's not that easy, right? So it's like really treating things as, you know, fluid, right? And in these in these agreements, right, it's really important to understand, right, the the human nature and also the human nature of of our emotions, right? That can be extremely complicated, and and definitely evolving. That's, you know, that's the key, right? Is it's going to change, it's going to evolve. And sometimes people have very, um, almost like blurry agreements and almost like rules where, okay, you can go and, you know, do whatever you want as long as you don't fall in love. And it's like, well, you know, it's more perhaps, you know, the, the conversation around what are we going to do if you fall in love, right? Because sometimes, yes. yeah, could yeah, happen. But- because we don't know who we're going to have feelings for or fall in love with, you know, we might, you know, have good intentions of not getting involved emotionally with other people, but you know, um, life doesn't necessarily pan out that way, does it? Absolutely, absolutely, and and it's almost like uh, you're going into the wilderness. You don't know what you're going to encounter, right? It's like, okay, what are we going to do if A, B, C, D, E, F happen, right? Instead of you know, don't do this, don't do that, you know, don't, you know, feel this way, don't be too grateful, don't be too loving, don't be too kind, right? Of course, there have to be certain rules and, but more around, you know, what do you do and what is, uh, what information I'm going to, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm going to have, um, but put in sometimes like uh, uh, limits to our feelings, right, is, it's almost like an illusion, right? It's like don't don't it's feel too much, isn't it? It's impossible yeah. because we don't know. I mean, even on even somebody who you might not find initially physically attractive could initially uh, be not somebody you, you you feel emotionally connected to. Could if you carried on connecting with them, become somebody you, you develop feelings for? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And understanding that, you know, these things could happen and what are you going to do in this? And and as I said, there's no there's no rules for this, right? It's like, okay, this is what you have to do. But definitely, um, you know, whatever works for, for you as a couple, right? And But being really okay, both of you. And having conversations, sometimes it's just, it never happened. You just have the conversation and you realize that, oh my God, this is going to be too risky. This is going to be too complicated. And, you know, he feels that, well, it was great to talk about this, right? But sometimes it was more around this idea that, yeah, I just, you know, I just wanted to have my cake and eat it too, right? And and perhaps after this conversation, what you realize is that, well, maybe you can really do something to improve your erotic connection with your couple, right? With your main partner. Um, And because that may, you know, that may feel safer, right? Rather than going and look somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's lots of um, ways we can explore spicing up a relationship without going outside of it, looking for connection with others, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes is, you know, is, you know, really thinking about that, right? And as perhaps if it's a, if it's a trend, right? If it's uh, 
sometimes as a way uh, to justify something that you know that you've done. Like uh, sometimes I find this idea of opening the relationship as a solution for an infidelity, right? And it's like, well, maybe you know. I'm so, I feel so guilty and I feel so bad. And maybe it's just, you know, because I cannot be faithful, right? I've cheated so many times. How about opening the relationship, right? And it's like, well, if it's after having an infidelity open the relationship, I don't think it's a great idea, especially if you do it right away. Because I think, you know, the proper healing and, you know, the proper repair should happen, right? And after that, it may be a possibility, but it may be a possibility also for a couple where, you know, they, they never cheated on each other, right? So at the end of the day, it's, um, you know, is is an option. It's really difficult to, to change, right, and evolve, right, from a classic, you know, monogamous uh, relationship to something, you know, that is more fluid, right? Is something that I would recommend doing, you know, very progressively. Right. And I mean, it's easy for people who started their relationship like that. Right. And they meet as polyamorous and it's like, OK, that's, you know, how they met. But kind of evolving from one place to the other may be really difficult and, you know, really hurtful. So, yeah. 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 And I think some sometimes there is that imbalance in relationships where I can actually see and feel that one person is on board more than the other and the other one's just feeling or should I just go along with it which is not doesn't bode well for the future does it yeah yeah almost like uh either as a desperate effort to you know retain the partner right or as a desire to please right and I think it's so it's so important here right to really really be on board and be okay with that right and and really listening to your body and is understanding that is this what I want to do, right? Because, you know, this is going to be a very body experience, right? And and our body, you know, encapsulates a lot of wisdom, right? So try to listen to your body and hear what is it, right? What is it that you really want, right? And because if you're not completely on board, right, as, as you said, it may be extremely hurtful, and it's not only, you know, it's it's not only painful, but it, it may feel like a betrayal to yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And the 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 thing I, I, I'm seeing is that um usually there 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 is one one party that's more interested than the other. And I I feel that it's more important to discuss the reasons why they want to go outside the relationship. And it might just be because they might have just got into a bit of a rut and it, it's just purely about, you know, let's think about things that can happen within the relationship between ourselves that we can do to spice up our intimacy and our sex life rather than, you know, think it's going to be solved by seeking outside partners. Yeah, yeah, totally. As long as, you know, I mean, I guess that, you know, one of these, you know, things like uh, that happen in, in sex, that uh, it, it happened in, in, you know, other aspects of life, right? Um, is that sometimes it's, it feels that we project a, a lot of our needs, right, can be met, right, through, you know, just opening the relationship, having sex with uh, certain people. And it it may feel that, you know, there are needs that can be met somewhere else, some, you know, in, in a different way. Um, um, a lot of midlife crisis, right? This fear of missing out, right? Have I done enough in my life? Uh, sometimes this is what happens as well. 
Um, and, I, and I get it, right? Because it's almost like the antidote of death is sex, right? So it's like, mm -hmm. it, yeah, it's like yeah. it helps you feel alive and, you know, being seen through the eyes of someone else. So the idea is very appealing, right? And it's very attractive. Um, and and it could be the solution, right? For certain people, I'm not saying it it you know it, it won't, but at the same time, we really need to be very careful, right? As you said, are you guys both on board, right? Um, I've I've seen couples uh, like opening relationships for opening the relationship for a while, and then just okay, this is not really great, and all the agreement was that let's open the relationship, go and sleep with other uh, people uh, for a period of time, right? And and it was uh it was really helpful as they were talking about their experiences and it was really um interesting for both of them right um after closing the relationship and be, you know they became you know a classic monogamous relationship uh it was really hurtful it was very painful to go through all of that and there was even if there was an agreement, right, there was a massive sense of betrayal. There was, uh, you know, uh, it was really difficult to heal that, right? So sometimes is as well, like the solution is open the relationship and, you know, because we really like each other, we've known each other for so long or we have kids or, and, but, you know, the there's nothing else. There's a lot of, you know, the relationship is broken or there's a lot of betrayal or, and the solution, right, is just perhaps, you know, like, like trying to fix a, a bicycle when it's like, well, it looks like, you know, it's not really possible, right? And it just creates more pain, right? So it's really trying to understand the roots. And, and that's where I think that going, you know, to see a psychologist or to see a counselor, it really helps to, you know, to have these conversations because these conversations sometimes are very painful and sometimes very difficult to have, right? Mm -hmm. um, to really understand, is this something that I want to go through, right? As especially what you said, if you're not fully on board, right? And it's just, maybe this is the solution for this marriage that is going through a rough patch. Uh, it may be, uh, or it may be, you know, the last, you know, the last straw, right? Um, yeah, a lot of things to take into consideration. Yeah. Absolutely. And perhaps we need to, you know, be educating our youngsters to maybe perceive relationships in a different way, you know, know that, you know, long-term relationships, even though when we go enter into marriage, quite often in the vows, it says till death us do part. Uh, perhaps that needs to be taken out, you know, till death do you part, because sometimes that's just not realistic in today's society, you know, that, you know, sometimes, you know, um, you might have multiple long-term relationships in your lifetime and that's okay and maybe we ought to set that up as an expectation rather than you know you're going to get married and that's it yeah yeah it's it's so interesting how young people see relationship right and you know it's as, as you said we really need to be updated and we really need to understand okay how do you how do you guys date, right? Um, because it was so different for us, right? I guess that uh, one of the things that I see somehow reinforcing, right, that the way that they date, it really, it, it really, re it really reinforces this idea of you know having multiple partners at the same time, is uh, the uh, the dating apps, right? And almost they have normalized this idea of 
uh, exclusive and non-exclusive. So you kind of choose, right? So you have this option, right? Um, I think in our time, it was more like, a, you know, a linear thing, right? You start seeing each other and it's clear that if you're seeing each other and you go to the movies, even if you're only kissing, right? You're not going with someone else, right? So mm -hmm. it was, it was, you know, the the assumptions were very different, right? And now it's like, hey, I'm not married, I'm just dating. And it's like, they can date multiple partners, right? And a lot of people really enjoy that. And going into marriage, perhaps, and it's like, let's be let's become exclusive, may feel very daunting, right? Like, I, I feel that it's a lack of freedom, or I feel that I really enjoy this. And a lot of people maintain this uh, kind of period of, the, of their lives because they they feel that they're very free, right? And it's almost like um, they don't want to go there, right? So that that's okay if they don't want, right? So that's part of, you know, what sometimes we need to understand that this idea of um, non-monogamous relationships is very normalized for them, right? Since the moment that they start dating. And that's, that's very interesting, right? So at the same time, um, they haven't gone through the fear that we've gone through in the uh, period of uh, HIV, right? So there's, you know, there's something that sometimes we, you know, feel a little bit almost like responsible, right? To say, hey, you know, are you taking care of yourself? You know, are you being, care are you being careful? And, and that's another, you know, that's almost like another topic, right? But, you know, sometimes I see that a lot of the, the way to, uh, protect themselves from uh, from um, infections is going for regular checkups, and it's like, oh, okay, so they basically don't protect themselves, but they go uh, to regular checkups, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, that's good to you know to do that to know if you have something or not, but how is that going to prevent, right? So is you know. Is a little bit concerning to be honest, and and you know we have to really somehow uh, educate people, right? Uh, the young people, you know, to be careful with that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think maybe we're heading towards another sort of HIV type epidemic, you know, in that regard, because like you said, dating for youngsters today is very different because they are in that sort of, I suppose polyamorous phase now these days where they date multiple partners maybe not even protecting themselves and um you know before they decide that they may or may not want to get exclusive with somebody in particular yeah true true i wonder if it's always like you know in you know waves right it's like we you know it was like the 70s where it's like you know really enjoying the freedom of you know your sexuality and then during the hiv um you know phase it's like oh my god you have to be very careful like there was a lot of fear you know of stds and now it's like okay now back to you know more like this sexual freedom and you know maybe that's part of that as well right mm -hmm. um yeah i guess that you know, we, we see this idea, right? And for me, what is more interesting is seeing how, you know, monogamous couples that have been monogamous for the longest time is like suddenly they realize, hey, how about this? How about if we just 
start doing other things and open a little bit our relationship, uh, sometimes together as a, as, as a couple and sometimes separate, right? And, you know, that's uh, that's something very interesting and very difficult to do. Yeah, and, and it, I think people don't fully explore, you know, all the pros and cons before they enter into something like that, do they? Absolutely, absolutely. I think they explore... I think they they really fantasize with the pros, right? Mm. Um, I'm not sure that they really weigh, you know, the cons and yeah, yeah. So Christina, this has been a really fascinating conversation. If any audience members are interested in knowing more about you and uh, reaching out, what what's your best contact information? So I work at Alliance Counseling. We are a group of uh, multilingual uh, therapists, psychologists, and counselors working in Singapore. And, and yeah, this is where we practice uh, in Singapore, but also we do uh, uh, telehealth. So, you know, we could also do, you know, Zoom sessions and people are more and more used to that uh, after COVID, as you, as you may know. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much for joining me today and talking about this, uh, this, uh, so, you know, very, very, uh, I suppose, in trend topic at the moment, and, uh, in terms of having multiple partners and non traditional type relationships going forward. Um, really found it very fascinating. Do you have any final words of wisdom to share with the audience before we sign off? No, thank you very much. Just express my, you know, my thankfulness for, you know, for this conversation. Definitely very interesting. And uh, yeah, fascinating trend. Let's see where it goes, right? Yeah, we'll be watching and learning ourselves, won't we, as to what may or may not transpire going forward. Yeah, exactly. You never know. So it just leads me to say, uh, true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.